Why can't every day be just this good? Top of the morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome back to Beer and Orange Juice. The perfect way to start your day. The first intro we had on the show was a little Travis Tritt. It's good to see Travis Tritt. I've been following him on Twitter for the last year, and he's one of the very few celebrities who are out there speaking the truth. Very hard to come by. Professional sports, Hollywood, the music industry, I would say one out of 100,000 of those people actually spoke up about what's going on in the world right now. Everyone else is too worried about their contracts. And I don't really blame them. I get it because the people, the athletes, the singers, the celebrities, they make a lot of money and they have a very expensive lifestyle. And so if all of a sudden the checks stop showing up in in their mailbox, they'd have a pretty hard time paying their bills. And so I can understand it. But at the same time, it's like, you know something's wrong here. You know how big of an influence you have. And is money worth more than the path we're going down right now? I don't know. It's tough. Even for people, you know, the the average Joes and Janes of the world. Like a lot of people did a lot of things just to keep their job, just to keep food on their table. A lot of things that they knew were absolute bullshit. And it's sad. There are people out there who said no, who called bullshit. They held their ground. And I think that they're probably feeling a little bit better about themselves right now, even though the vindication hasn't really come yet. And I don't expect that it ever will, to be honest with you. People know that they fucked up. Just Everybody's just kind of sweeping it under the rug right now. So we'll see what happens. I'm very proud of anybody out there who did stand their ground to, and said no and started looking for the truth, and hopefully a lot of people found it. And I think that, you know, one, th- one thing about this podcast, as long as it goes into the future, who knows? But the one thing that I will promise is that only truth will be told on this podcast which is hard to come by people are starving for truth nowadays and I think that it's the only way forward so that's why I'm doing this and doing the Silverstone helping people get into Bitcoin helping people keep their Bitcoin safe in a self-sovereign way it all ties together and it's important because we have a we have a choice in the coming years are you going to choose Bitcoin Or are you going to choose the central bank, digital currencies, full government control, shut you off at any time, don't like what you're saying on Twitter, shut you off? It's happening. It's already happening right now. And I'm hoping that people will stand up to this. But part of the reason that people allowed this to happen is because they were so uninformed. But it it seems like now that more and more people are starting to listen to different shows and watch different videos on YouTube, read about different things, read history. It doesn't, nothing new is happening here. And a big part of that is really just um, being very selective of the information that you take in. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I didn't really mean for that to tie together, but it does. And actually today on the show, I'm going to be reading uh, half a page from a book called The Daily Stoic. And I'm going to start doing this either once a week or maybe a little bit less than that, but The Daily Stoic is a book 
it's, it's called 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living. So it's, it's about Stoicism. And Stoicism is something that I started to learn about five or six years ago now. And I've really adopted into my life and how I make decisions. And, and I think this book was a big part of the decisions that I've made in the last couple of years. And kind of the two things that I get out of Stoicism is, is the first one is that Stoicism kind of boils down to a couple of different things. And the first one is that only worry about what you can control. Anything outside of that, there's no sense wasting any energy on. And I don't know if it was from this book or from somewhere else, but something that I've put into my life as a rule is that you shouldn't worry about anything that money can fix because it's just money and you can always make more money. But you you worry about the real things and that would be your family's health, your health, your mind, doing the right thing. That's you control what you can control. And if your car breaks down, if you get a flat tire and you have to pay $200, there's no sense getting all worked up about that because you're just hurting yourself and you're wasting precious time that we have here being worried about something that's fixable with money. If money can fix something, it's fixable. And it for some people, that path might be a little harder than others in terms of being able to earn that back and repay it but it's just money. It can be fixed. So that's one part of it. And the second thing is, is just to do the right thing. And karma kind of ties into this. It shifts your mindset to be a lot more long-term focused. And that's also something that Bitcoin has taught me too. And I was, I think I talked about this on the last episode is time preference. So people with a high time preference are usually chasing immediate reward and gratification. So they spend all their time just chasing the carrot and chasing that next paycheck instead of thinking longer term. And that's what a low time preference is. It means that you put in a lot of work now. You're not going to get immediate return or gratification. But you know that if you continue doing the right things on a consistent basis, that it'll pay off. And so your, your mindset shifts to be more long term in that sense. And you, you do have to find a bit of a balance because... We are not here forever. There's a chance that anything could happen on any given day. So you still have to enjoy your time. But it really changes how you approach different scenarios and how what kind of decisions you make. And for me, it's been the best thing for me. And I credit it for a lot of the decisions that I've made, as I said, for the last couple of years. And so that's what we're gonna be talking about today. This is hopefully gonna be a shorter episode um, it's Friday. I don't have any Baileys in my coffee this morning because I got some work that I need to get done and then do a little workout and then hit the road. It's snowing like crazy here though. So I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, uh, the, out of the lane today. But before we get into the book, I usually do a quick warm up, I guess you'd say, and talking about the fountain app and how you can use that application to earn Bitcoin while listening to podcasts. But I'm going to skip that today. I'm going to talk about something else that we got going on right now. And I don't know where you're listening from, but take this as a sign today. We got a project going on with King Golf right now called the 88 Sats Project. And the idea here is that we're going to find 88 people. We already have over 50 in the fund, but we're going to get a maximum of 88 people. Everyone contributes 
a little bit of Bitcoin, about $250 worth of Bitcoin. And we're going to put it into a fund, a shared Bitcoin wallet, and sit on it for five, seven, ten years. We're going to be doing plenty of things along the way to help beef up that fund. Like over this weekend, we did a golf pool within the group, and 10% of the pot goes into the Bitcoin fund. And we're gonna be doing a bunch of these little contests like that where the majority, you can win some Bitcoin, but a small part of that goes back into the Bitcoin fund. And so basically what we're gonna do is, is wait for the right time and wait for the purchasing power to increase enough for us to purchase our own golf course. The quick math there is that Bitcoin 10 years ago was $5 per Bitcoin, and now it's over $20,000 US. So that increase, if that happens again over the next 10 years, then we'll have over $50 million worth of purchasing power, more than enough for a golf course. And my expectations are that it's actually going to go up more than that because of the, where we're at on the adoption curve right now. The next part goes a lot faster than the last 10 years. And so that's the idea there. Of course, there's a chance that it could fail. There's not a high chance of Bitcoin going to zero right now, just based on everything that's happening in the world, but it could happen. And so if that's the case, you know, you have $250 back in 2023 that you invested and lost it. Best case, you're a 188% owner of a golf course. And so after five years, we start voting as a group. Every major decision is made by the group. 88 votes and the majority wins. So after five years, we start voting if we want to buy, hold, or do something else with the Bitcoin. And like I said, every major decision is voted on by the 88 founders. And we got a bunch of other cool stuff we're doing along the way, including some exclusive golf events, some other contests and pool, and we're doing a, a beef initiative as well. So if you're in the prairies, we're going to be connecting the founders directly with local cattle farmers. And if you give a shit where your, your food comes from, this is important. And it's important to a lot of people. There are going to be ways that you can get into this, even if you're not a founder. We're going to have a, a membership as well, which will give you basically access to all, all the same stuff, except you just won't have any ownership in it. And you'll have the first chance. If, if one of the founders wants to sell their share, we're going to do an auction within the members to sell that share. So if you're hearing this in five or six months from now, or a year even, we're probably gonna be full in the next month or two, but you can still get in on it, you can still be a member, and you can still get involved if this is something that you're interested in. And the main benefit here, besides potentially owning a golf course, will be the, the network, the business network that's formed. So we're trying to get as many different skill sets and people from different industries involved to increase the overall value to every founder. And it's, if you just think about it, like you're going to have 87 people in your corner. If you need something done in your business, if you need, if you have a question, there's going to be somebody who can answer it. And there's going to be 87 people who have your back. And if you need something from them, they're going to be hopefully willing to do that for you. And that could be, you know, share this post. We're doing a big contest. So imagine having 80 shares just off the bat. That does a pretty good, that's a, uh, even Mark Zuckerberg would be hard to beat that in terms of his advertising. You'd have to spend a lot of money on the meta, the meta ads to get that kind of value out of it. So that's that's uh, the 88 sats. 
very cool. I'm so excited about where we're at right now and the, and the future and the cool things that we can do along the way. So like I said, we have the beef initiative. We're going to be doing some stuff for the homeless and we're going to be doing stuff for ourselves. We're going to set up a little trip fund or a conference fund. And when Bitcoin prices up, the nice thing is we're going to be able to just kind of do this as we want. There's going to be no real rush. It's a low time preference thing. And so if Bitcoin takes a shit for two or three years, we just won't spend any of our Bitcoin. But when it runs up, that's when we're going to utilize the purchasing power from these different funds. And one of them is going to be a trip. So we're going to go maybe down to El Salvador, Costa Rica for a weekend or a week as a group, play some golf, do our annual meeting there, if the price allows for it. That's the cool thing. It's going to be directly tied to Bitcoin and our decisions are going to be tied to that. So if it's something, if you're hearing this right now, like I said, maybe you're meant to hear it. This is a brand new podcast. I don't know how you would have found it, but I don't know. I believe in that kind of stuff. So if you're listening, if that excites you, if that interests you, send an email to 88sats, 88sats at proton.me or leave a comment below. Send a boostagram in if you're watching or if you're listening on the Fountain app. Just say, I want to be a founder and I'll reach out to you and we'll figure out how to get you some information. We got a guide and instructions and a couple videos on it. So pretty cool. I want to mention that today. And this podcast is never going to have any ads from anybody, but you will occasionally hear me talk about 88 sats or my business or the King Golf. And this is all value for value. So the nice thing is if you don't like it, you can just fast forward a little bit. But if you do like it, you want to get involved email me and if you like the stuff that's coming out of this podcast you can use the fountain app you can earn bitcoin directly and you can stream some back and i'm doing this whole thing based on value for value so if nobody gets value from it nobody gets paid (laughs) so let's get into the meat and potatoes of today i'm going to read the the chapter not the chapter the half a page here so it's, it's 366 meditation. So every day it has a different one and it has some quotes from different Stoics from way back when, and then Ryan holiday kind of puts his own spin on it. So I'll read both and then I'll kind of talk about my interpretation of it and how it relates to the 2023 version of this. So the, the quote here is from Musanius Rufus from good people, you'll learn good. But if you mingle with the bad, you'll destroy such soul as you had. And it's titled, Find the Right Scene. And this is from March 9th, actually. I wanted to do this yesterday, but we had our podcast on Wednesday night, and I had too many beers and too many whiskeys and, and slept in a little bit yesterday, so didn't do a pod. <laughs> so this is the yesterday's version of it. So the quote, once again, is, From good people, you'll learn good. But if you mingle with the bad, you'll destroy such soul as you had. And so Ryan Holiday's interpretation of this is that Jim Rohn's widely quoted line is, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. James Alcatcher advises young writers and entrepreneurs to find their scene, a group of peers who push them to be better. Your father might have given you a warning when he saw you spending time with some bad kids. Remember, you become like your friends. One of the maxims captures it better. Tell me with whom you consort and I will tell you who you are. Consciously consider whom you allow into your life. Not like some snobby elitist, but someone who is trying to cultivate the best life possible. Ask yourself, 
about the people you meet and spend time with. Are they making me better? Do they encourage me to push forward and hold me accountable? Or do they drag me down to their level? Now with this in mind, ask the most important question. Should I spend more or less time with these folks? And the, the second part of the Maxim's quote tells us the stakes of this choice. If I know how you spend your time, he said, then I know what might become of you. So anybody who's listening to this, I'm sure you can relate. There's not a whole lot that I need to expand in terms of finding the right people to spend your time with. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that first quote that was in there, which is you are the average of the five people you associate most with. And that's the case probably more so growing up as you move out of high school and, and university and kind of start working, maybe stick to your old friends, maybe find some new ones. It It's more important, I think, when you're in school. But what I wanted to talk about today was the 2023 version of this. The majority of interactions we have now are online. When this was written, when this book was written, and when these stoic quotes were written, times were much different. You spend time with people at work, so you'd find a a few good coworkers who, you know, might improve the quality of your life most, some friends, same kind of thing. And it's definitely applicable as well. I would never advise anybody to just strictly cut off one of their friends or family members. I've I've been fortunate enough to never have been in a situation where it came to that. But you could just spend a little less time with them. And the next time they ask you to hang out, I'd say start with that. Just spend a little less time with people because I'm sure if you have people like this in your life, you've already they've already come to your mind and you've probably thought about this before. So just be a little bit more aware of it and being more aware of it, I think will help you kind of grow further away from them. But I'm not going to tell you who to hang out with. The, the part that I want to mention here is that the majority of the time we spend interacting is online. And so a perfect example of this for me and something that's happened recently is Twitter. You know, I, I spend a lot of time on Twitter because it's where I get my news, my information. And it put me like, <laughs> I've said this a couple of times on here, but every time I log into Twitter, my blood pressure rises and I get mad and angry and frustrated and waste a lot of energy that I wouldn't need to if I just ignored that. And instead, I've started spending time on Noster, where there's people who are wanting to build, wanting to help others, and it's just a much better place to spend your time. And so that's a perfect example of finding not only people, but communities to involve yourself in. And the second part of this is how you spend the rest of your time. So are you spending your time on Netflix, watching reality TV, watching sports, and just spending half of your time consuming these mind-numbing shows. And similar to the book here, it said, should I spend more or less time with these people? Same with the stuff that you consume. Ask yourself, is this program making me better? Am I learning anything from it? Does it encourage me to push forward and learn, grow, and hold me accountable? Or does it just numb my mind for a while and I can go to sleep, wake up, go to work, and rinse and repeat again over and over until what? So then you evaluate that and say, should I spend more or less time watching this or consuming this? And on the flip side of that, if you're on YouTube, if you're learning different things about your interests, I'd say that's a much better way to spend your time. 
And I would never tell you what to do. I'm just trying to open your mind up a little bit, evaluate yourself. It's a big part of life is and taking a look in the mirror. And <laughs> I'm definitely not perfect in any way with this. It took me a lot of time to figure out how detrimental Twitter was for me. But you just kind of get, it just starts with one day. But it's, it's kind of a slippery slope. And sometimes you don't really catch it until it's too late. And so all you can do is just try. Take it easy on yourself. You don't have to make any sort of immediate changes today or tomorrow, but just start to become a little bit more aware of these things and ask yourself these questions and make small changes over time. Just trying to make yourself a little bit better every day by a fraction of a percent. That's it. And if you have the occasional shit day, that's fine. Move on. If money can fix it, move on. If it's out of your control and there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it, just move on. You're probably not going to have a bad day today, though. It's Friday. First beer projected to be cracked around two today. Maybe a road rocket. Definitely a road rocket. And with that, I hope you enjoyed that. I wish I could get a little bit more feedback on this, but it's still new. And maybe it'll find its way to you someday. But just let me know. I'm always open to feedback. It's nice to hear if people are getting any sort of value from it. One way to do that is using the Fountain app, sending a couple sats and a message. I'm going to start reading those messages as they come at the beginning of every show. But I don't I don't need to tell you to have a good day today. It's Friday. Enjoy yourself. Do something that you love. And if you're going out for lunch today with some coworkers or a business lunch, make sure to have a beer. Life's too short to not have some lunch beers once in a while on Fridays. So have the best day of your life. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you first thing Monday morning. Bye-bye.